Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The first round of the 2019 NFL Draft just ended, and it was a doozy. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the new Michigan man of this podcast. (laughs) And with me, as always, is AJ, trade back, always trade back, no matter what trade back, Marchese. Big retweet. The, the going back to back and just laying the timer out is the, is the new high for me. As a that was the fan. coolest thing that happened tonight. Uh, and tonight we're going to give you our instant reactions to what we just saw go down in Nashville. So let's hit it. But first, I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGate do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Okay. The 2019 NFL Draft's first round literally ended, I don't know, 30 minutes ago. Yep. AJ and I hopped right on. There, there was a lot of madness. Uh, many things happened, and it all kicked off with what many expected to happen. The Cardinals selected Kyler Murray with the number one overall pick. I was nervous when old Roger Goodell was coming to the podium and saying the name that it wasn't going to be Kyler yeah, Murray. me too. <laughs> I thought for a second, I thought it might be Quinn Williams. Um, hey, we, we've known about it for a while, though. I know there was a little bit of uh, doubt. Creep it in the last couple of days, but nope, it was Kyler all along. And uh, the fit is great. I think he's going to be super fun in that off in Cliff Kingsbury offense. Uh, the question is, what the fuck happens with Josh Rosen now, though? Yeah, and, and it, it was kind of weird as the draft went on. Like they talk about it every so once, every once in a while. Uh, it was brought mm-hmm. up that he was like kind of the Giants and Washington's backup plan at QB, but obviously they both ended up with their quarterback choices. More, more on that later. Uh, and. Then, then they were just getting at that they're just going to keep both of them. I don't understand. I think there's zero way. I think we'll see him traded on Friday. If he doesn't get traded on day two, you could just say that. It's easier. Uh, I'll be I'll be surprised. And if and uh, I think they'll, they're stupid if they yeah, don't do no, it. I, I, like, whether, like, I uh, am on the platform of I think Josh Rosen's a franchise QB. I wouldn't want to trade him for anything less than a first-round pick. 
But you now you've made the pick, and you're kind of like past that point. You're kind of desperate. The of uh, the team you're trading him to is the upper hand. Like your mm-hmm. other option is keep both of them and have them battle. It. But then at that point, you're just hurting their stock even more. Yeah, I I don't I don't see like training camp. Someone else's quarterback goes down, and like trading for Joshua. I know that makes sense. And maybe they just like having the leverage over the other team, and right now they're bent over a barrel from the rest of the league. But I don't think his stock's going to be any higher than it is tonight. Agreed. And if you can trade him for a second-round pick, you, you're probably going to have to do it. Um, it's, but it's also weird because, like, obviously Drew Locke lasted through the first round, so he's still available mm-hmm. tomorrow. That hurts the Cardinals. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and... I just I see at some point whether it's in a second or a third round pick, they're gonna have to pull the trigger on day two. Well, um, I would say to the Pats, the Chargers, or the Dolphins would be my best guess. I agree, but yeah, I agree. But there's just like there's not a lot of teams with a blatant quarterback need where you're like for sure this is going to happen. Exactly, and like unless it's to the Dolphins, there's nowhere Rosen's going that he's starting week one. Exactly. And, like, it, and again, with Drew Locke falling, like, I don't know. I kind of expect the Broncos to select him in the second round now, but who knows? They passed me, me on too. him twice now, technically, because of the trade back. Yeah. Rappaport told us late in the draft that apparently Locke was uh, always QB4. Yeah. And yeah. He gave us so, inside okay. info after it had been clear. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> right after right after pick thirty two. Yeah, I'm hearing DK Metcalf will not go in the first round. Okay, thanks, uh, thanks, Ryan. Uh, also, it's worth noting with the just coming back to that Broncos lock thing in a QB spot in general. They they have the second mm-hmm. second round pick now from Pittsburgh, right? So it would make sense for them to use that first one on lock, knowing they can go get yep. another guy with that second second round pick. But yeah. Um, the big story tomorrow is going to be Josh Rosen. I'm sure we'll get constant updates through the, the probably the rest of the draft until he's traded. Yeah. Uh, okay. What was your holy shit moment? Yeah, uh, it was a weird draft. You know what? I'll go to the first one. Uh, Cleveland Farrell. I, I think four. it's like undeniable that was the holy shit moment. That was like you know the first three were predictable. Like we didn't know where the Jets were going. They didn't trade out, but they took the best player in the yeah. draft. So that's not a shocker. Exactly. But then we have four. It's Mayock's first draft. John Gruden's already a fucking monster wild card. We, we know we're, that. We're all kind of thinking it's Josh Allen. There's that du- Josh Allen made a lot. There, there's that Dwayne Haskins talk in the back. There's mm-hmm. oh, there's a surprise pick. Maybe it's going to be T.J. Hawkinson. Nobody yep. knew it was going to be Farrell. And okay, the position makes sense, obviously. The character makes sense of Cleveland Farrell, and I think that's what you come away with big time with this first round for the Raiders. It's just they're getting big uh, effort, personality, like leader guys. I mean, Josh Jacobs even. It's like that yeah, for all three back. of them are high character. Yep, uh, and it's just the the it was just such a surprise that it was him though. We I think we both kind of expect him to go fifteen to twenty five. Yeah, I thought we we had talked like we thought one of the defensive linemen slash edge dudes would slide and he was kind of the one mm-hmm. I was leaning towards it ended up being Montez Sweat but uh, yep. I thought it'd be one of those two at least um, and Farrell, Farrell to me is a top 20 talent but they at four like I felt like they could have got him at 24 yeah I know but maybe the maybe the NFL covered him more but but even then Rap said some teams he talked to saw him as a second round talent and they took him <laughs> fourth 
Yeah, I know. You know, you know what? Uh, I know it's not off topic, right? Right now, but uh, it shocked me how little trades there were, especially in the top ten. Oh, I at one point I was like, because we have a little trade section later on this, I was like, are we going to even have yeah, a I'm trade sorry. to talk about? I know it was I know. weird, and then it, it, it obviously it ended up heating up in the in the like twenties, but twenties, yeah, um, yeah. For a time there, I was like really surprised. No, I mean, none of the teams who selected QBs had to trade up, which is rare. Yeah, I for, like. Oof, what's the last time that's happened? I know, and I if that we heard the Jets were trying to trade it at one point, couldn't find a partner. We, uh, I think they they said the Lions. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. The Dolphins, I think, were trying to trade back. Uh, yeah. there, there's like a handful of teams and no one could just get a deal done. So most teams, teams ended up sticking and picking. Um, yep. but yeah, I think that the Farrell's the definite holy shit moment, but also Titus Howard, Titus 20, Howard. like yeah. those are the two that stick out to me. 23 <sighs> to the Houston Texans. They got jumped by the Eagles for Andre Dillard had to have been their guy. Had to be. He, he was a great fit for the Texans. Yeah, I, I agree. Exactly what they needed. The Eagles jumped and made a really smart move, and the yeah. Texans like panicked and took Titus Howard, who I thought was more of a fourth-round player. I had a fifth-round grade. He was a hun- <laughs> I think he was 138th on my board. I checked. That's the last pick in the fourth oh, round. Nice, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I... I I feel for Deshaun Watson tonight. At least they're trying, but I, I feel for it, Deshaun it's Watson. It's just weird considering, yeah, they missed on Dillard. Obviously, Jonah Williams is already off the board. But they had their pick of offensive tackles still. But then we ended up seeing yeah. a, uh, like the offensive tackles group in general all kind of slid. Y- yeah, but then obviously Caleb McGarry went yeah, too. Yeah, Caleb and McGarry and Titus Howard both snuck in, <laughs> even though Ford, Ford and Jawan Taylor and Dalton Reisner didn't. I don't get the Titus Howard, like, oh, he could easily be a whatever top 10 tackle in the league, and he's uber-athletic, blah, blah, He's not a very good athlete. Like, it's super overrated. He didn't have a great senior bowl week. A lot no. of his talk came over because, um, like, he has solid performance against Auburn, and that's kind of just where his hype came from. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, obviously he's got it. size, and he was a high school QB, and that just adds to the, the lore. But, yeah, I, I thought that was um, – the worst pick of the first round. Hopefully, the Texans wake up and they they, they get another off the lineman, a good one, <laughs> like in the second. Yeah, I mean, if they if they end yeah. up with like an Eric McCoy or like a Michael Dieter, just someone you can plug and play, that yeah. would help. If Reisner yeah. slips, like it would help a lot if they could get because they pick at fifty four and fifty five. If I'd yeah yeah, I'd rather bank on uh, Juwan Taylor's knees than Howard's upside. So. I would rather that as well. Also, I'd rather bank on Dalton Reisner being a far more sure thing. Maybe he doesn't have the same upside, but... And Cody Ford. Yeah, Cody, like, what's wrong Cody, with Cody Ford? Cody Ford made the... I thought it was going to be Cody Ford. Me too. But, um, overall, it, it, well, it, I think maybe the most surprising thing... Maybe not most surprising... I just Rashawn Gary going twelve to the Packers threw me off. Um, we, we in our mock draft uh, to yesterday, I guess. Um, we talked about him at uh, thirty to the Packers, 29, 30, 30, 30. Um, thirty. Yeah, um, we talked about that, and we 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 thought maybe he's he's a guy they'd covet, but we're not sure about the fit exactly. Yeah, because they signed Preston Smith and Sedarius Smith yeah. in the offseason. They announced Gary as a linebacker at the draft. So, I don't like if the best 
we've talked about this before. We both think the best way to use him is all over the place, take advantage of the versatility. So, like, I don't know if they're yeah. going to be playing him as a five tech, but yeah, or on the edge or just all over or what, but that threw me off. It seems like such a not Packers pick. Yes. But, I mean, it's, it's you know a what's funny? pick. It, yeah. You know what's funny, though? Uh, Marcus Davenport was number 12 last year, too, wasn't he? I thought he was 14. 14? But, you know, same range. They trade out of that, yeah, pick, obviously. Yeah. And then they do this this year. That's kind of interesting. But uh, they get they trade up against uh, Darnell Savage. And one thing you got to say is that defense is way more talented than Oh, for year. sure. They're getting faster, more versatile, like – more athletic overall, more versatile, and filling need as much as they can. I just I think it's funny that a lot of people with the two Packers first round picks, a lot of people, mm-hmm. including me, thought they would attack offense with both picks. Yeah, and they went I defense know. with both. Obviously, Hawkinson was like I thought Hawkinson at twelve was a for sure go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he was off the board by that time. Maybe he was their guy, but and then when he wasn't there, they bet on the upside of Rashawn Gary. Um. Another one that surprised me, uh, Falcons going Chris Lindstrom at 14. Me too. Me too. It's it just it surprised me because I didn't see him going that high, but I'm not going to knock the Atlanta Falcons for that selection. The, you, peep, some, someone on Twitter was saying, why did we sign those two guards then, uh, being James Carpenter and Jamon Brown? And I don't disagree. Yeah. It's just like Lindstrom's better than both of them right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I don't think it's close, to be honest. Um. Maybe there's a case to be made again for putting free agency after the draft, but um, yeah. So I that threw me off a bit. I I, I like Chris Lindstrom a lot. I think he's gonna be a really really good guard. I think he's Joel Batonio type. Uh, I I know it's like not a sexy pick or anything. It's it's like a, it's a re- it's a bit of a reach for me, but I thought I he was 100 percent top four yeah, player. Yeah, he was 33rd like. on my board. They took him at 14. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just. Comparing when you pair that with their trade back in for Caleb McGarry, it just kind of looks worse. I think. Yeah. yeah, they they reach for both of them, but I, at least they're attacking the offensive line. Yes, um, but the, <sighs> but then like yeah, it just comes back to they signed Carpenter, uh, they signed Jamon Brown, they signed Ty Sambrello, yeah. they they pay them all like a, 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 a enough to call them starters, and then replace yeah. them with these guys like. Mag- it definitely looks a lot worse. McGarry is a massive reach, but he's better than Ty Sambrello. Yeah. Yes. Another one that surprised me was, okay, the Broncos trading back to twenty, uh, and then taking Noah Fant. Yeah, but they love Big Ten tight ends. So, they have a shit ton of them. <laughs> we just, I guess, everyone just assumed it was Drew Locke or it was Devin Bush. Yeah. They traded out for the Steelers to get Devin Bush, so it felt like Drew yeah. Locke. And then, I mean, we know Flacco has been in his best when he's had a productive tight end. Fans gonna be a big mismatch for them. I like the fit a lot. I'm a big Noah Fan fan. Um, he, yeah, I'm. I am surprised though. I'm surprised that they they took Noah Fan. That, that but uh, that pass catching core is pretty fun. Yeah. Sutton, uh, Hamilton, Emmanuel Sanders, and Fan for Flacco. Fan. If he can do anything relevant this year, it'll be fun. I. It is smart to build uh, that offense up before getting your quarterback. I agree. And and like there there are a couple of picks on the O line away from it being really interesting. And now I just wonder if they covet Drew Lock enough to take him in the second round because if you don't see Drew Lock as the eventual Flacco replacement, like you're not taking him forty first or whatever, right? Like the, just a waste I'm, of a pick. Yeah, 
I'm honestly surprised that the NFL didn't bite the bullet on Drew Locke. And Daniel Jones went six. Yeah, there's a very opposite. I don't know. <laughs> if Okay, let's stop with this for a sec. If Daniel Jones didn't go to Duke, where would he have been drafted? What, what school are you saying he went to, though? I, I don't know. I'll check his offers. Let's let's just say he another a, He was a great average. shirt at Duke, so it was worse than Duke. Would have been his other yeah. offers. Yeah. Um. Let's no, exactly. It, okay, let's it, say it was just because he the combination of Cutcliffe and the Manning. Exactly. But but exactly. Uh, yeah, I guess he would have never met the Mannings if not for Cut. And then you know the, the Giants would have said, "Oh, this is the next he, Eli." He's from North Carolina. Let's say he he graciated at, at UNC, played for Larry yeah. Fedora. I don't think he's getting drafted. Whoa, he'd be a tight end convert. That's I don't know like that you you tweeted this out and you, you said in our uh, chat tonight but like the positives about Daniel Jones are like his coaching and uh, that he didn't have a lot of talent around. yeah that he knows Coach Cut or he played for Coach Cut who's like a great QB coach who coached the Mannings yeah and he didn't yep. have talent around him at Duke those are the, the general positives people go to and I, like they're not really about him being a positive football player just like things about him kind of. Also, like, if if a guy's big plus is his coaching and his pro readiness, blah, 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 it's weird that a team drafted him to sit behind their starting quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, it would have made sense, like, a plug-and-play Washington pick. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. I, I mean, in theory, every QB is supposed to sit, though. No, I know. It's just It just feels backwards. Like, it, it feels like they talk, them into, talk themselves into something that doesn't make any sense. Well, it's just Dave Gettleman. <laughs> I know. Oh, the, the Dexter yeah, Lawrence well, yeah, pick, Yeah, we, we, we have written down here. Which picks had you shaking your head? My one and two. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was until the Titus Howard killed McGarry. But it was Dan- yeah, Daniel Jones and Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. They they um, traded <laughs> they, they traded Snacks Harrison, Snacks. the best nose tackle in the NFL, for a fifth-round pick. And then when they do that, you're like, okay, B.J. Hill, Dalvin Tomlinson, those are two good football players. They have them already. And then uh, Dexter and it's Lawrence. Like, Okay, so. David Gettleman, he he's like he just contradicts himself. Remember, he, he's like we're not paying Lennon Collins. He's a box safety. Trades for Jabril Peppers. Uh, doesn't value the nose tackle position. Trades Dalvin Tomlinson or sorry, trades yeah. Desmond Harrison. Then drafts yeah. Dexter Lawrence in the first round. D- yeah, D- Daniel Jones is not in my top one hundred. Dexter Lawrence was fifty one on my board. Those were they're both third round guys. They're, me, so. they're the sixth and seventeenth overall pick. Uh, Lawrence, again, they have Hill and they have Dalvin Tomlinson, who are both, like, same idea. Yeah. Uh, and then Daniel Jones is just, I don't know how you justify him in the first round, especially over Dwayne Haskins, who Haskins, in my mind, is a better fit for Pat Shermer's offense. I totally agree. But, I mean, that defensive line now is thick. <laughs> I like that. It's kind of it's kind of sexy. Like, and they're they're. Best pick was the trade back for in for DeAndre Baker, which was a very surprising pick. Yeah, big surprising because Gettleman has a history of just hating DBs, and yeah, I, I thought that trade back in was for an offensive lineman for sure or uh, DK Metcalf, yeah. but no. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then okay, I mean, any, any negative is I'm gonna just keep bringing up Titus Howard and Caleb McGarry picks. McGarry's a hundredth on my board. I said Howard was 138. They both go in the first round. Over guys like Juwan Taylor, Cody Ford, and Dalton Reiser. I don't get that. I, I, I no. like okay. 
just slides in general. I just wrote the offensive tackles in general. Jonah Williams, that slide mm-hmm. wasn't like falling to 11 is obviously not a major slide, but to me, he was the best offensive lineman in the class. Andre Dillard falling to 22 surprised me. Yeah, just because we saw a lot of that, a lot of like hype that he'd be in that 10 15 range, which made sense to me because he's a great pass protector and you think that's what you need in the modern NFL, but uh, Eagles did a really good job of going mm-hmm. up and getting him. And uh, I, I guess like the Dillard slide makes more sense in the context of look how far t- like Taylor Ford and Reisner all fell out of the first round. But yeah. then why did Caleb McGarry Tyson Howard go the first round? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, like I think Caleb McGarry can be a competent I do too. tackle I do in the too. NFL. I think he can be like. I don't know that he's ready to play right away, but I think like you. Eventually, he can be a, a average to slightly above average starter. <laughs> and I had him in the fourth round, and I had Titus Howard in the. And fifth. I'm higher on both of them slightly. Slightly, but not much. Um, you know, going back to the Giants quickly, uh, they essentially drafted Sam Beal in the third round this year too. God, I forgot That's, about that. Yeah, which is not. I mean, it's hard to judge him, but yeah, I didn't like that when they did which it. Which is even weirder that they traded back in for Deontay Baker. Back, Baker, exactly. I mean, and they, luckily they hit with Grant Haley. Um, well, I mean, but I, I don't know if that's true at all. Like, they could definitely cut Grant. Like, Grant Haley's probably not a starter for them in their minds. No, I know, but I'm just saying they're lucky that they, they signed him undrafted. And he, yeah, uh, like, I, I would not I, be surprised I, for him not to make the team. I shouldn't either, but he should. Uh, um, DK Metcalf and Byron Murphy are both top ten players on my board. Both slid out of the first round. That threw me yeah. off. Um, yeah, couple su- Drew Lock yeah. sliding. A couple surprising just picks based off. Like I just didn't expect that team to go with that guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Jonah Williams, I didn't see that with the Bengals. Oh, I thought about I th- it. A I bit. think like, well, I, th- I, was- I love the pick. I just didn't think it that was Me too. the one. Like I thought it was linebacker all day. Yeah, yeah. but the the way yeah, it- I know the way it fell. The Steelers, Devin Bush was the pick. Yeah, I think so. I think we can say that confidently. The Steelers knew they had to get ahead of them. And I'm very glad the Bengals did not panic and they got probably the best player on the board. Yeah, their offensive line, just, uh, we saw the Zach Taylor quote after that they just want to play their five best offensive linemen. Like, they don't want to, almost don't want to pigeonhole guys into positions. So, like, if their offensive line is a fivesome of Jonah Williams, Billy Price, John Miller, Cordy Glenn and Clint Bowling. That's an yep. offensive line it, I can get behind. It looks a lot better. Like I'm, a, better. You're, I'm guessing Jonah Williams is going to end up as your right tackle. Mm-hmm. I, I like that that group a lot. Um, another one that was kind of maybe not. A, I don't know if it was a surprise. I like the fit a lot. I I, I was sort of surprised though. The Dolphins taking Christian Wilkins thirteenth. Yeah, a little bit. I think again in the, love, in the last couple of days, love I think the we, fit. we kind of had. Yeah, the fit is good. I like the fit, and you can see that's another uh, team that just wants to get really good locker room. Yeah, guys. and it kind of gives Flores like his his cornerstone got on lean defense on. to yeah, yeah to lean on going forward. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I I thought it was gonna go uh, like I thought Garrett Bradbury was gonna be their guy, but this is like the defense kind of the yeah, same, same idea. idea. It's the defensive yeah. version with Christian Wilkins. Yeah. Just going to shoot gaps, yeah. penetrate. He's a really athletic, uh, versatile, high football IQ, high character guy. I, I like that. Like I, I, It is a reach to me, but I, I, I don't hate I it I had a first-round grade on Wilkins, not, not a reach. I had an early second-rounder. Um, 
Also, yeah. Brian Burns, which you called on the uh, podcast, <laughs> but I didn't. I, I was like poo pooing the fucking fit, and I looked like an idiot. <laughs> and I thought there was I, one thing to say about Marty Herney. I don't know if he's actually a good GM, but he drafts well. He dra- he, he he's, he's, he's pretty he's, good, he's good yeah. with his early picks, his first round picks specifically. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I didn't necessarily see that coming. I love that fit. I'm glad it happened. Um, I I just I couldn't see them passing on that talent. And they didn't. Yeah, no, and uh, he's obviously like perfect for the uh, their pass rush. He's to me, yeah, the best pure pass rusher in the draft. Yep, and I mean they haven't had anything really in, in a while mm-hmm. at that position. Uh, Holly Hollywood Brown to the Ravens, kind of yeah. Threw me. Uh, the more I thought of it, yeah. the more I was like, honestly, that makes sense, but. I, I see. I would have preferred the, a bigger guy, uh, just a, more of a guy that uh, Lamar can lean on. But the, the the factor of Hollywood taking the top off the defense, and we know Lamar can sling it, and they don't have a yeah. guy like that. And they thought Jordan Leslie was a guy because they're stupid. But it, it, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. Um, I think I don't love it. I was thinking but, about yeah. this too. Is there's nobody in this class with I quite quite like Hollywood Brown in terms of. Both the ability as a route runner and the the burning mm-hmm. speed, versus if they yeah. did want a bigger guy, like they and they wanted to spend those like day two picks on a bigger guy, like they could go get like a JJ or Siegel Whiteside type. Like the yeah, I think they're gonna double up they, on day two. They're gonna get another I think, receiver. I think so too. And like that, there's more options. Like they have two third, I think two third round picks. Or, yeah, yeah, two third round picks. Like. One of those could be a J.J. or Seager Whiteside. It could be like a Hakeem Butler. It obviously depends how stuff yep. falls. Um, but they can get a bigger uh, guy there if they really want to. That That's true. They're not going to get their burner there. Um, still, I, I would have preferred D.K. Metcalf. Yeah, hey, me too. Because he's the best of both worlds. But if they, if they value red running Hollywood, that would be why, right? Like Hollywood's mm-hmm. definitely a superior red runner to uh, – DK Metcalf, but DK. Um, yeah. Abram to the Raiders just felt a little yeah. strange because repetitive with Carl Joseph. Yeah, maybe Joseph's on the we, outs. Like you we, hinted we were both yeah. kind of thinking corner there. Byron Murphy, Rocky Sin. Could that have been rumored? See, yeah. For me, okay, the clear idea with Jonathan Abram is that he is going to be a tone setter on the defense. He's going to be one of the best guys in the locker room. Like I said earlier, that's what the Raiders look like they're trying to do. But I think you can get all of that plus the better positional need in Rocky Sin. But you know what I mean. Honestly, they could be aiming to take him thirty fifth, and they could, and that that would make a lot of this look better for the Raiders. It's tough to look good, but they clearly Um, had the plan of tone setters and high character guys, which not really surprising knowing how Mayock and Gruden are. It's better than what Gruden did last year, and just Athletic upside. better than upside. These yeah. things are safer picks for sure. Um, yeah. I, I would say the Giants and Raiders after day one are having the worst drafts, but uh, yeah. oh, one one more. Nikhil Harry to the Patriots. He isn't the classic Patriots yeah. receiver draft type. They tend to draft. I like it. They will. They tend to draft like the route runners, and he's not mm-hmm. a good route runner. But he's obviously a fifty-fifty ball freak. Dominant after the catch. I'm excited to see how they use him. I'm excited too, and I, I kind of like the fit of JJ Arcega Whiteside later, which is almost like a Harry Light ish, if you want to say that. 
Um, I think that's exciting. I'm excited for Nikhil Harry. I think that's a really fun place for him to land. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see how they use him. I like that. It's fun. Uh, there were 15 defensive linemen slash linebackers selected tonight. The most such first-round mm-hmm. picks in the common draft era. Not not shocking. We knew how good this class was there. Yeah, and that and that at and that's defensive thirteen line defensive linemen, two linebackers. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that if they're counting like Montez Sweat was announced as a linebacker, for showing Yeah, but, but um, yeah. who okay? Who's your favorite fit? It's hard to it's uh, so hard to pick one. I like wrote down six, but I got a couple. Okay, well I'll, I'll go top to bottom. Uh, I only have three. I'll do, stick with three. Kyler Murray first off. We talked about that already. That's obvious. At Oliver at nine. Yeah, I think that's that really might be fun. my favorite one. It, it is mine. Um, and you just know Sean McDermott probably was in love with it, and there was talks yeah. that they'd have to trade up, and then you just didn't have to, and then you sat, sat took him. Uh, just the, the combo like now that that defense is coming together. Like Harrison Phillips and Ed Oliver for your future. That's pretty fun. Lily, in the middle baby. There. Yeah, fuck star. Uh, <laughs> And then behind him, Tremaine Edmonds. And like I don't know that. Just I know and my they don't, favorite player, Matt Milano. Tre- I know that, but you know what I mean. Like Edmonds and Ed Oliver just together seems super fucking fun for they, me. And then that that secondary, McDermott's always gonna just have him balling. Right? And, and they could they could get an edge on day two for sure. Yeah, that, that's gonna be interesting to see how the edges. I go. wonder their fortieth pick. I, I was looking. I was really struggling at what angle they could go because they have obviously they have needs. But they don't have one mm-hmm. blatant need right now, they because they have a couple of stopgap guys on the offensive line, and yeah, like, the receiver core isn't super desperate. It got better. I, I yeah, I think if they add a, a receiver, it could be a tight end too, I agree. or um, or it could be defensive end. I was thinking so. Chase Winovich seems like just like McDermott would also love him. Just like <laughs> that would be a fun defensive. Could, could I'm you imagine like, and, and like just. I don't know that that I feel like that's like partially I just love Winovich and I would love to see that Me fit. Too. But I'll throw Christian Miller's name out there too. I think that's oh. a cool fit. Uh, I like that's Miller. Too. Kind of slept uh, on through who, the whole process. Who else did you like for fits? Uh, I th- Jerry yeah, Tillery. I knew. Uh, we we loved it before that, the draft. That, that's though. like our big one. We both have yeah. been talking about him for the to the Chargers for a while too. <laughs> yeah. We, I love like, that. Uh, top 20 player for me. He's just going to go in. Me too. Plugging at three tech. And he's going to dominate. He's going to have one-on-ones all day. Because guess what? Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram exist. <laughs> and uh, Brandon Meebane's always been a person. And, the, and they have Justin team. Jones yeah. to eventually Justin replace Meebane. It's like that D-line's just yeah. loaded going forward. You're set. You're uh, set. Absolutely. I threw down uh, Garrett Bradbury to the Vikings. Just because I think Bradbury's a top 10 player. I think he's he yeah, he's the type of offensive lineman who makes the whole O line better, and they can move Pat Elfline to guard, and so uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. And, and I just like I think he steadies the whole thing for their offense. I don't disagree. When he when they first took him, I love Garrett Bradbury as well. I wanted the pick to be tackle, especially with those guys still on the board, and I thought they were going to go in the twenties. But if you look at their like, if you drafted a tackle, are you moving Riley Reef to guard? I'd hope so, Because yeah. like, I think that's why they didn't. Because Riley Reed has, like, a significant amount of money still on his contract. Mm-hmm. Like, I would guess their, uh, like their offensive line is going to be Riley Reef at left tackle, Josh Klein at uh, left guard, uh, Bradbury at center, yeah. Pedalfly at right guard, and Brian O'Neill at right tackle. 
Yes, but if they want, they can still go up and get one of those guys at tackle. They, they could, they yeah, do. but I, I don't. I feel like they're not going to because I don't think so either. But the idea is out there. They, but and, they've already paid, like, like I said, Bradley's got a significant amount of money on his contract still. They paid yeah. Josh Klein this off season. Uh, they're not going to not start Pat offline. I don't think. No. Uh, no, I'm just talking myself through it. How like at first I was like, I love Bradbury, but I, I think I would have went in a different direction. But as the draft kind of fell, I'm like, okay. You're right, Rob. Uh, this just brings their whole line together. It makes the whole group better, I think. And, and like we've heard, they kind of want to get back to running the ball. Bribery can maul like that. I, he's just going to make the whole the whole group so yeah. much better. Um, also, I put down Quinton Williams with the Jets. Just because yeah. I think their locker room needs someone like him. Um, he's like, we, we know he's super high character. He's also the best player in the draft. Mm-hmm. That helps. Just yep. like I, I'm so excited <laughs> to see Quinton Williams and Leonard Williams on the same defensive line. Like, yeah, that group, like, um, Quinnen, Leonard, um, C.J. Mosley, and, like, Jamal Adams at the back end. Like, that's – those are building blocks, dude. Yeah, right? like, all, all those – exactly. They're cornerstone guys, all uh, yeah. big football character guys. Um, yeah. No. Mosley overpaid, but it's okay. Uh, and then, oh, also Nick Bosa, the Niners. That's, like, an easy one, though, just so we can watch the defensive line wreck things. That's yeah. I mean, I don't want to see that as a Seahawks fan, but yeah, we can watch that. Also, I I'm kind of like torn with this one, but T.J. Hawkinson's the Lions, um, just because the value is not great with a tight end early. Yeah, I don't think I'd take a tight end top. But I I just like like his fit in Detroit. Like ignoring that he was the eighth overall pick, I guess. Um, yeah, I love his fit with that team. The, I, I really want to see how the Lions attack this draft because they feel so waywardy to me. What else is I know there? last year they I know. Last year they went for toughness and Hawkinson fits that too. Um but yeah, I I think he's like he's he's I don't, good I don't think we were um, surprised that they went with them. Two Patriots guys running the show no. there taking Hawk. Yeah. Uh Haskins, good fit. Yeah. 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 I mean, sitting and picking at sixteen, well, I think he, it's good he, value he might too. value oh, like if value pick of the night. I think it's hard not to pick Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, like I, I, agree. I, I wrote down Dwayne Haskins, Brian Burns, Garrett Bradbury, Jerry Tillery, and Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, yeah, I have like all those. I'll throw John Williams out there too, because again, they they didn't panic, and I think they got the best offensive lineman in, in the class at uh, yeah, at top five player for me. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the fact that Washington didn't have to sell house, like I thought in my mock, uh, I had them like mortgaging the future a little bit to move up to three to get their guy in Haskins. The mm-hmm. fact that they sat yeah. back at fifteen, still got him, that that must feel nice. The Washingtons had a surprisingly nice draft. Yeah, I'm impressed because like Montez Sweat also pretty good value at twenty six. Oh, like not a, not amazing, but. Uh, that's another. I like that fit a lot. And you too. have to like look um, at the value of where the guys are going in the context of where other guys are going in this draft. And this one was really yeah. weird. It had a handful of reach picks, which uh, we can, we can look at right now. We, we quickly yeah. can we talk about Simmons because yes, I love that fit yes. too. Um, I I think we both believe Jefferson Simmons is a top ten player in the class. Absolutely. Torn, torn ACL, yep. so he's going to miss this year. The Titans don't care because he's that good. He's Fletcher Cox. Um, yeah, and now you you get him and Jarrell Casey. It won't be this year, but the year after, and and they're in good enough shape where like they're returning their starting defensive line from last year, like mm-hmm. Casey, Austin Johnson, Taquan Jones, where it's yep. not like they were desperate to plug and play Jeffrey Simmons. 
Uh, and then the year, like, obviously, the year after that, you get Jarrell Casey, Jeffrey Simmons, uh, Harold Landry, that Rashawn I, Evans uh, and Jayon Brown. Like, it's all coming to form. That front seven, scary. He, yeah. He's going to start – he's going to wreck shit there. Also, I just love um, having a strong locker room there on the defense side of the ball, I think, with Casey, Cam Wake, and Mike Frabel as your head coach. Yeah. I think that's just a really good – like, Rashawn Evans is pretty good, too. I think that's just a pretty good support structure for uh, Jeffrey Simmons. Well, he, I know, like he's got the off-field thing, but like he doesn't. He's but he's not. I know. Yeah, just from the. Side. I know, but still, I like. No, having uh, that well, I think every every team should, but. Uh. <laughs> yes. No, but you're you're right. He's uh apparently he was outstanding at uh in and, and now it's like we obviously we had talked about the Titans attacking offensive line, uh, mm-hmm. potentially. Uh, I think we, we, we who we have them take. Uh, I can look quickly. We had them taking. Uh, you had Cody Ford, yeah. I believe. So I'm thinking at 51, they still have a shot to get. A, like maybe it's Michael <laughs> yeah. Dieter now, but they still could get a plug and play interior offensive yep. lineman there. Uh, this the other two centers didn't go. Um, so that could be one of them. And yeah, Eric, Eric McCoy, yeah, Andre Gerard. Eric uh, yeah. Gerard. Oh my God, <laughs> Elton <laughs> Jenkins, whose comp is Elf. Andre Gerard for me. Damn, <laughs> Freudian yeah. slip. Um, but no, the the, yeah. the Titans are in nice shape. Uh, just based I, off I that pick. Um, okay, looking at biggest reaches, we we touched on Farrell a lot. We touched on <laughs> Daniel Jones. I mean, we touched on Rashawn Gary. We touched on Dexter Lawrence. We touched on Titus Howard. Titus we touched Howard. on Jonathan Abram. McG- we touched on Caleb McGarry. Caleb McGarry. But we didn't touch yeah. on L.J. Collier. Ah, uh, you son of a gun. Okay. Um, hey, I'm a lot happier this year than I was coming with Rashad Penny last year. Um, yeah, he's he's a he's a full round of a reach for me. I have him in the late second. I'm not shocked though. It's classic Seahawks for them to take a player around too early. Uh, I think they like him. Obviously, um, the inside outside ability is fun. I think the fit is really good. I like LJ Collier. Like I know I didn't like him late first, like him, but I th- with the fit and everything and the need. Obviously, Frank Clark being gone, I'm I'm cool with this. I'm not unhappy and I'm not. Over you the just top, know maybe. it could be worse. Oh yeah, it could have been. It could have been worse. I. It could have been better. I, I almost expect a wide receiver with Harry and, and uh, DK on the board. Uh, but I'm. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Uh, anybody else you found to be a major reach? Uh, let me look through quickly. I had those guys written down. Uh, like oh, Savage, a little bit of a reach because I didn't have him as a first round guy but I like the pick a lot and we haven't talked about that uh, I had him top 30 so I didn't yeah, yeah. you're good I, I had him early mid second I believe um, but yeah that Amos and Darnold Savage are going to be a nasty group in the back and like we said earlier that, that defense just looking so much better and that secondary looking a lot better I think that's I think that's all the big reaches Lindstrom but we addressed that we addressed we addressed a lot of the reaches there was a handful of reaches a whole heap of them. Devin, and there's a lot of good talent yeah. left on the board. Yeah, there was. I mean, Devin Bush, a bit of a reach, but I, I, uh, they I had like to jump the Bengals. Such a good fit, though. I, I like the pick a lot. They give me up the second stings a bit, but like, like we the said. The more um, I talk, t- talk about it, my, like, as a Steelers fan, the more I'm very okay with it just because I think he's exactly what they need at linebacker in terms of athleticism and ability to thump <laughs> and the instincts. He screams Steelers, Yeah, he, he seems like a classic Steeler linebacker. Um, he's going to be... I think he's going to be a 10-year starter. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, like, he, he's he got the, the nasty to him. Remember when he uh, went, went out on the Michigan State logo? Like, I like that about him. Like, that's very... 
gonna fit the Ravens Steelers rivalry. Yep, like like they had to give up a little bit, but they had to get up there past the Bengals. But I, I, the fit is great. I love Devin Bush as a as a player and a person. Great in the yeah, locker room, emotional leader um, on the field. I, I was reading a story uh, before we hopped on here about uh, Doctor Blitz wanted to chew out yep. the Michigan defense because they're playing poorly or something. And Devin Bush t- said, asked him to let him do it, and like Devin Bush went off on the defense. And it's just like that's leadership stuff, and that Steelers defense. Their defensive line obviously has it, but like past mm-hmm. that, there there's a handful of questions. I th- I think he fits the tone of like the Steelers going back to high character guys and rebuilding this team, right? Yeah, top yeah, to bottom, like not just drafting high upside guys who could be nothing. Like just at, like Bush is obviously a freaky athlete, but he's also got a high floor. He's to me when I wrote my safest. Uh, safest prospects article. He was one of them. Like I had Devin Bush over Devin White, and I think he's safer. He's definitely safer. What? He's a lot safer. Uh, White the higher upside probably, but like Bush's Bush's upside's not bad either. No, so. Definitely not. Um, and, and, and Bush looks Bush at ten is I'd much rather that than White at five. Yeah. Uh, hey AJ. <clears throat> Since yeah. we started this show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sportsbook business, they've been good to us and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking our listeners up all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code HEAVEN. When creating your account to claim your 50% bonus, laying down $100, you've now got an extra $50 in play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code HEAVEN. You play, you win, you get paid. Okay, there ended up being, what, six trades? A lot, like, when it's all said and done, that's a lot of trades, but it was still a lot quieter at the top. Well, yeah, no, there wasn't until, okay, the Steelers trade happened at 10, but n- nothing else, else happened until post-20s. Yeah, uh, Big, 20 was the the Steelers pick, and yeah. yeah. Uh, it was 20, and then 21, and then 22. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then 26 and 30. Oh, and then 31. Mm-hmm. Um, and 31. Okay, we, t- we talked about the Steelers. They, they gave up 20-52 and a 20-23 for 10 to get Devin Bush. We talked about it. He's what exactly what their defense needed. Like, he, he very much feels yeah. like the missing link. Their defensive line is set. TJ Watts coming to his own. Uh, they needed Devin Bush. They need to adjust the second, secondary a bit still, but I, 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 really, I, I really like it. With only two DBs coming off the board, you can do yeah. it later. Right? Uh, that also made me more confident Helps. is that yeah. no no DBs were getting drafted. So with their two third-round yeah. picks, I think they can afford to end up with a receiver in a, in a corner. Uh, okay, yep. the Packers trading 30th, 114, and 118 to the Seahawks for 21. They move up. They get Darnell Savage. We talked about that a little bit. Um, I think we both really like the Savage fit in the back end of this Packers D. I do. Uh, yeah. Him and Amos is versatility, uh, aggressiveness, um, high motor, high character. They're they're second. They've, it feels like they've been addressing their secondary forever, but it's like feels like now it's finally done. 
it's done. They yeah. got Kevin King. They've got uh, Jair Alexander. They've got Darnell Savage. They got Adrian Amos. Uh, Josh Jackson kind of sucks, but if he ends up being good, <laughs> I still believe. Um, but like Savage also could be playing uh, a nickel type role if they need him to. Yeah. Versatility is nice. I I think. Yeah, that that group is very and, versatile and you, now. You, you swapped first and gave up two fourths to go get him. I'm, I like that. Uh, yeah, I I don't think it's a bad bad deal. Uh, the the trade market like the um, teams don't have to give up that much to move up. Yeah, the the trade yeah for all of these back end trades. Yeah, like I, I think the Seahawks did well in both of their trades, but like they, it's not like they came away with like next year's first or yeah. anything crazy like that. Right? Uh, and then the, the Giants traded thirty seven, one thirty two, and one forty two to the Seahawks for thirty. They get up. They get DeAndre Baker. We talked about that. If Baker is keeps it like because we know there's character questions with him. If he mm-hmm. keeps it together, it's just like the combination of they've the Giants' locker room is already kind of scattery, and uh, yeah, it's in New York as well. And we saw what happened with Eli Apple in this type of situation. Yeah, and like uh, uh, Baker's yeah. a much to me Baker's a much better player coming out than Eli Apple was. He, he um, is, yeah. There's some athleticism questions, but like his technique, his press ability, he should be able to plug and play and start from day one. It it kind of seems like leadership in that Giants locker room could be a big issue. I mean, it already has, but going forward, especially. Uh, yeah, well, especially because both Eli Manning and Daniel Jones are not yep. like outspoken. They're both like lead yep. by example guys. Saquon Barkley's They're a gonna... super high character guy, but that's true. Yeah. Um... Golden Golden helps, I think. Golden Tate. I don't know. Signing. Did you see how bad he lost in uh, Connect Four to Saquon? No, I didn't oh, see. He, that. Lost, he lost to Saquon in five moves. That doesn't even make sense. Golden oh, Tate God. doesn't know how to play Connect Four. <laughs> uh, uh, Eagles traded the twenty fifth, the hundred twenty seventh, the hundred ninety seventh to the Ravens for the twenty second overall pick. They got Andre Dillard. That's their their left tackle of the future. They got Jason Peters' replacement, best pass protector. Yep. Uh, in the class, the best footwork in the class, an elite athlete. This was a really smart future move for the Eagles. I, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I was gonna say I'm almost kind of upset Dillard doesn't get to see the field. I know, but the great thing is he gets to work on his run yeah, blocking. That's the other thing. Uh, and he, he learns from two Pro Bowl tackles who are both yeah. aggressive run blockers as well. Uh, he, and he gets a probably a year to add strength to his frame too, because he, he needs to have more yeah. like functional strength. But that's like just the best situation he could have fallen into for him. I think. I think he's got. Yeah, he's like got pumped. To be it, he might not start as a rookie, but it's gonna work out for him so well down the road. Yeah. Uh, Washington traded forty six overall in twenty twenty second the Colts for twenty six and got Montez Sweat. We talked about like that's right where Montez Sweat should go. Uh, I think this is a win win. Me for too. Both teams. I think the Colts didn't really have a guy they were enamored with. They knew they had an early second round pick. They, they have the second pick of yep. the second round. Yep. So why not add two more second round picks over the next two years? Uh, you, the Col- the Colts are loaded in the second round this I, year. I'm too. guessing they know at 34 the guy they want's still going to be there. So mm-hmm. like they're comfortable. It makes total sense. Uh, very Chris Ballard move. I love the way Chris Ballard operates in the draft. Uh, He's done a great yeah. job. And then with with Montez Sweat, you get a guy to pass rush opposite Ryan Kerrigan, who he he's not he's obviously he's a freaky explosive athlete. And he he uses his length yep. and power really well, 
But I don't think he's not twitchy, yeah. right? Like, and he doesn't have bend, so I don't think he'll be a double digit sack guy. But he's gonna get a lot of one on ones, and I think he's gonna be a very good run defender. I am super surprised that Washington came around, came out of this with a good day. <laughs> yeah, in a draft like, where it felt like a lot of teams didn't have a good day, they they got yeah. two, two. Especially with the rumors of Snyder taking over the draft room. Yeah, <laughs> and they ended up with two guys uh, worth their value. Very much so, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I thought the smartest trades were that Eagles getting Dillard and Washington getting sweat. My and then I save the, the dumbest trade for last. The Falcons trading 45 yeah. and 79 to the Rams for 31-203 to get killed, McGarry. Yeah, I don't understand. Um like were the Rams gonna take them? Like or the Patriots? I don't I don't I don't get it. And like I get that they have a hole at right tackle, we talked about that a bit, but they also paid Ty Sambrello. I don't get why they paid all these linemen who aren't very good to just draft the replacements. So and, and they have like they have to pay Deion Jones and Devondre uh Campbell still. Campbell? Yeah. So they they have like money If you're gonna do it. You could have gone up and got Dillard, too. It's, it wasn't that expensive. Yeah, and uh, so I, I don't know. I'm just like, I generally trust Thomas Dimitrov, and they love drafting athletic people. And McGarry and Lindstrom are two of the more athletic offensive linemen in the class. But it just, the... How much better would you have felt if they, they got to 22? And again, the Eagles did a great job of hopping the, the Texans, because that, that was for sure yeah. their pick. But how much better would you have felt about the Falcons if they came away Andre with uh, Dillard, Andre Dillard and Chris Lindstrom? Uh, yeah. Or yeah. if they just uh, traded back from 14 and took Lindstrom at 31, I feel pretty good about that too. <laughs> Me too, um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. That feel, that was definitely the worst trade of the, the group. Yeah. It just feels messy. It, and it, it felt very... It feels like he's not going to play felt, right away. And it feels like they're supposed to be in a... Maybe not a Super Bowl window, but a playoff window, especially with Dan Quinn on his last legs, it feels like. And they just. I think they expect him to win the job, but I don't know if he will. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, he, he should, but still, I don't get why you pay those other linemen. Uh, and yeah. you have holes on. I guess your, your offensive line is definitely your biggest hole, but I don't know. Just not great value See, the whole thing- when you took these guys. No, not at all. And the whole thing is like it, it felt very anti Atlanta. I know they've obviously gone up, made trade ups, and they normally made big make, moves. Like I thought this was for a defender. They yeah. normally trade up for athletic defenders. Yeah, uh, yeah, or uh, or Julio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And and then if they did this with all the other guard uh, tackles on the board, like I don't, I I think it's one of the worst picks yeah, of the night. For sure. Uh, and there's still ton of talent uh, left on the board going into day two, which is oh yeah, it's like part of the fun of there being such reach picks in our opinion is uh, there's like first round worthy talent still on the board and that makes the top of the second round so exciting. Um, yeah, I have nine guys in my top thirty two still available with uh, <laughs> DK Metcalf, Byron Murphy, Juwan Taylor, Cody Ford, Jakai Pole, who's not going to go for a while, Debo Samuel, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, Charles Amenihu, and Dalton Reisner. Yep. Um, oh, and, and Nasir uh, Adderley. That's 10. And Adderley. Yeah. Ha. Ha ha. You wrote that. You went off way too quick. I don't know. You say greedy? No, I was about greedy, to say. And like, then there's good. Greedy. There's Irv Smith. Yeah. Winovich. Yeah. Eric McCoy. Rocky Sin. Some running yep. backs. Like, there's a whole heap of plug-and-play talent left. There's mini safeties left. Like Taylor Rapp, Juan <laughs> yeah. Thornhill, Deontay Thompson. 
The second and second round is gonna be really yeah. interesting because there could be like a, a big run on the fallen uh, off the line, and there could be a big run of the receivers. Yeah, and, and, and like it's, be, it's the Cardinals, obviously picking thirty third, kick it off. They have they have their choice of receivers or offensive linemen. And I think you can't go wrong taking DK Metcalf or one of yeah, the offensive linemen. Yeah, like line. I think I I do, like I want them just because I'm being greedy. I want them to take DK Metcalf. Me too. The smart too. play might be going O line and getting uh, it, it, like a uh, Joan Taylor, Cody Ford. But hey, I, I mean, at least Kyler Murray can make up for that terrible offensive line. That's a such an overrated thing that athletic QBs actually make up for their O line. It technically it there's, is because yeah, like I think Russell, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't hurt. No. It doesn't hurt. But you're right; it is overrated. I think Russell Wilson's like. He was up there for most sacks um, attributed to the quarterback last year, I believe. Um, but yeah, e- either or, I don't think you can go wrong. Get get your offensive lineman or get your receiver, even if it's not DK. I want it to be DK. And but, yeah. I think the Colts at thirty four. I think their guy's Debo Samuel. I would like that a lot. That'll be a lot. that'll be fun. I, who else? Because it's they not go? like they're not going to go on the offensive lineman. No, uh, I don't think they'll go Byron Murphy. I yeah, and I, I don't think they like Greed, Greedy Williams either. Yeah, no, it's because they love tackling corners, and Greedy Williams is not that. No, no. Um, no. Murphy, uh, like, if it's Byron Murphy, it wouldn't I, shock I, me, I just but. think they want more size. Yeah. Um, honestly, Rocky Sin uh, wouldn't be too shocking for me. It could be Charles Amenu no. too. They love the inside. I was, out. A, I was, I was about yeah. to say Amenu. I mean, yeah. No, nah, I won't be Cha- Chauncey Gardner Johnson because. I don't, I don't, I don't think so either. But, you know. But, yeah, uh, Debo Samuel or whatever receiver makes yeah, a lot Debo of sense. Debo Samuel or Charles Menehue is kind of what I'm leaning. I, I think. And, I think and I then like I think the Raiders too. have their pick of Byron Murphy or Rocky Sin, probably. The Raiders, yeah, if this if it goes like this, the Raiders come up pretty well. They're going to get a really good player there if they don't their best, it They're going to get their best player at 35, Byron Murphy. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I, I, I think the, the Niners nine. go, could go greedy. Uh, yeah, I think they could too. Or receiver um, Sherman, sh- having Sherman there with that's him why I think nice. I think they'll covet his length and like yes, what because they obviously do. his movement skills, and yeah. they'll they'll see it as like he's not where he could be, and Sherman's the perfect guy to get him where he could be. Absolutely, I think that that that's honestly a really yeah. good fit. Um, it could be a receiver. Yeah, as well, exactly. I think they'd love Debo Samuel if he's there. He kind of um, they just Shanahan loves right runners. See, I, I I like to get them a yeah, but for sure I like to get them a maybe a bigger guy, so maybe thirty six isn't the way to go with the receivers falling. Yeah, but yeah. Um, and then I think Seahawks. I, I see. It's funny. I think Seahawks and Jaguars, two two guys. They, they both have a chance to have the guy I thought they'd take in the first round fall into the laps in the second round. The Hawks with Chauncey Gardner Johnson, the Jags with Juwan Taylor. Uh. Jawan Taylor falling to the Jags would be like exactly like Cam Robinson. Yeah, it would. Interesting enough. That that would be such um, an yeah. ideal thing for the Jags, in my opinion, if they could end up with Jawan. Because, yeah, if if you come away um, after round two with Jawan Taylor and uh, Josh Allen, that's really mm-hmm. impressive. Um, the Seahawks, I hope it's Johnson Gardner-Johnson. Uh, I, I, I would have taken him I at 21. Him and I, a little I bit of a reach. I know how to use him. And he just—he's got the Seahawk attitude, I think, and he, he fits it. I'm. Yeah. I think uh, Tampa. I could see going Charles Amenehu because they're obviously they're transitioning to that three-four, 
Uh, and I think mm-hmm. a many who'd be a really nice fit in like that five tech role and the inside outside stuff. Where are the rest of these, uh, and uh, again, it's our super great group of interior defensive linemen and edge, but where are the rest of these interior defensive linemen fall um, on day two? I think we're going to see a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, it's there's gonna be really still so many more, yeah. Uh, and there's mm-hmm. obviously the receivers and the corners. It's going to be a lot of receivers, corners, and defensive linemen. And, yeah, and the fallen tackles, I think. Um, and, I, like, Bills have, we mentioned Chase Winovich earlier. I think that'd be the, like, I like that be me being it. greedy of wanting that pick, but like they could go yeah. Irv Smith, they could go Kelvin Harmon, like one of the receivers. Yeah. Um, they could go running back too. I mean, they have seven on the roster, so maybe they shouldn't. But they're <laughs> none of them are starters. T.J. Yeldon, good signing by the way. Just to throw that out there. Nah. I mean, for they didn't pay him, and for what they have there, it's it's I, fine. I just like if they're not going to draft a guy, and you're running. Yeldon, McCoy, and Frank Gore? I don't know. It's a, it's a weird group. Uh, um, but, um, yeah, the Bills have a lot of directions. They could go offensive line as well. I there There's a chance just because the receivers and DBs, like, other than the Jags, like, nobody in the first ten picks might go O-line. Like, you could see Dalton Reiser and Cody Ford continue to fall. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I think um, the Broncos going Drew Locke or they're going O-line. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Bengals, I almost feel like they have to go Blake Cashman. Just because they need a linebacker so badly. It'd be, a good, it'd be a good pick. If you come away with Jonah Williams and Blake Cashman, you got to be happy. Yeah, if I mean, you're, tough, uh, smart football players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Detroit, again, they're kind of, I don't know. I can't peg them. And the Hawkinson didn't surprise me, but. Yeah, D- Detroit, you, like, if Winovich is there, I think they'd run up to the podium. <laughs> that makes sense. Or even yeah. Christian Miller could land there. Yep. Yeah, or so. or uh, um, one of the interior D line guys. It's true. Uh, I think those are the picks that make uh, sense. And the Packers at forty four. I think they'll have to. Like Dalton Reisner could be there at forty four for them. Yeah, you could. And like then the Rams finally get to pick, and the Rams are in pretty good shape to just come away with the best defender on the board. Can I throw? Sorry, I was just looking at the Lions. Can I throw one out there, Taylor Rapp? But they drafted Tracy Walker. I know, but he's bad. <laughs> How do you know? He barely played as a rookie. I know. Yeah, it's true. I, I don't think like this brass is giving up on a guy they drafted in the third round already. Yeah. True. Um, and like Quadre Diggs is a very good football player. Diggs is good. Um, yeah. But yeah, like. The, the Rams could even go Eric McCoy and just get their center because obviously John Sullivan's gone. And then the Colts come back. Yeah, and I think they'd again. be a good pick. It's all Colts, baby. I love it. I love it. The Colts are my favorite team. I love being a Colts fan. But, yeah, no, tomorrow's going to be really exciting still uh, as my Colts just get more and more starters and draft picks. I think with how the, the draft's gone the last couple of years, I, I've I come away more excited day for two's day two. Really, day two's like low-key... Like, like, I don't want to say it's the best day, but it might be. Well, you get two rounds instead of just the one, and it's like you're still getting really good football players. So, like, day two was wonky last year too. I can I can see another wonky day two, especially just like there's so much talent at specific positions and not much talent at other positions. I know, I know. So like, we can see like, rather like, you can see a massive run on like receiver, D line, corner, or we're gonna see big reaches on things that aren't good. Yeah, and, like, it could go the opposite way, and I think it already has a bit that, like, the, the depth of the receiver class is kind of hurt 
it, right? And yeah, push it down sure. a bit. Um, we're going to see safeties, I think, and DBs tight in general. End. We get the three to four tight ends going. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we could see offensive linemen reached on, I think. Uh, like, we could <laughs> see Greg Little go early second round. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. You're, little, you ready for Greg Little to go, go before Reisner, Ford, and Juwan? <laughs> it's going to happen, isn't it? Probably spoken into existence just now. <laughs> Arizona's drafting Greg Little. But, yeah, like, the, I think the most interesting thing we'll be seeing in the receivers, like, DK, Debo, Paris, Campbell had first-round hype for a bit. A.J. Brown had first-round oh, hype. And, like, also, so the guy, we both have certain receivers we like a lot and probably more than the NFL yeah. does seeing where those guys land. Yeah. Either way, if they all come off the board or if, or if they all get pushed down, it's going to be really yeah, interesting. Yeah, I just need the Steelers to land one of them. All right. That's going to do it for our uh, 2019 NFL Draft first-round recap. Um We'll uh we'll do a big draft breakdown next week after the whole thing's over. This is just our instant yeah. reaction show. We're overtired. Uh, so, yeah. AJ, any last words? Uh, get off the mound. Don't draft tackles too high. <laughs>